Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, uh, the last couple of weeks we've dealt with fear, we've dealt with being grateful, we've dealt with a whole lot of things, but one of the guys I work with texted me this and it really kind of got me thinking, um, this whole better life everyone talks about, I really don't think it exists. I think they're all live a life of lying. You know what? Uh, we've been through a really tough stretch this first part of the year, and and honestly, it's not getting much better um, as far as a lot of situations. But how do you ground yourself in being thankful and that God's good and that um, that it's not all bad around you? Because we get into that all the time. I mean, there's nothing but bad around us. And uh, so you kind of get to thinking, well... All I can see is the bad stuff. Um, there's no good. And, and you know, that kind of goes in that stream of gratefulness and and how you perceive it. Because let's, let's get a few truths out there. Life's hard. There is no easy road. Um, Bible doesn't call for an easy road. It calls for a narrow road, which kind of implicates that the wide road's easy and the narrow road's hard. So um, when you get that out of the way, then even stuff in our lives has been like, you know, not that God hates us, but Satan's attacking us or this or other. And and I'm not saying Satan's not. That's that's not my point in this conversation. But it, it's very easy to get focused on all the bad. Um, you know, when... And just like that, is there really a better life out there? I think they're all liars. That's that's what he texts me. And you know, I, I I can definitely see I've been there. I understand it. Hell, sometimes I'm there daily, depending on how our world's going to where I go. Is there really a better life? Um, and I, I think sometimes it goes back to our marriage as well. This is, this is a marriage conversation. When you don't see your spouse through God's eyes, all you see is a broken and flawed person. When you see them through God's eyes, they're a child of God. They have value. They have great things they can do and have done. Well, life is kind of the same way. When you look through your eyes, there's only negatives. There's only bad things. There's only, but when you look through God's eyes, there's green grass as I see looking out the window. There's birds chirping I can hear outside. You know, sometimes we put our priorities in such a jacked up way of what's truly important. And uh, some of it's human nature. Some of it's what we've learned. Some of it's Satan. I mean, let's just cover the gamut here. Um but I just really kind of wanted to talk through that of how do you, on a bad day, because when things are good, you got lots of money or you got a lot of money for you because a lot of money is based off who you are. Um, you know, everybody's healthy, everybody's good, everybody's living, there's no problems. You know, it's really easy to be thankful to God. But what happens when... The wheels fall off the train. Money tightens up. 
health disappears. Someone dies. How do you how do you stay focused on what God does and his version of what's happening compared to your own? Yeah, and you know that causes me a ton of different thoughts. Um you know, when the you know, I'm naive enough to think that, you know, at some point in time, we need a break from all the craziness Amen. that's going on, Amen. from all the struggles and difficulties. You know, the hits just seem to keep coming right one right after the other. And I'm thinking, Lord, we need a break. You know, you are are trusting us with more than what we think we can handle. And you must believe in us more than what we do. But, you know what I've kind of been thinking about this morning is nowhere in his word does it promise an easy life. Nowhere in his word does it promise that we are not going to have struggles and trials. And we all have the same struggles and trials in the sense of we all lose people that we love. We all have to deal with sickness in some form or fashion we all have money issues in some form or fashion. Um, and what, what I find when I talk to people is there's always a struggle, but there's always going to be a struggle because God doesn't promise us life without struggles. But what he does promise us is he is always there. What he does promise is... He has a plan, and he is in control. What he does promise is his thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. So slowing down enough and getting out of the pit of the pity party to recognize the fact that maybe you need to be in his word a little bit more and hold on to the promises that he gives us. Which is super hard. Super hard. And I think, you know, and we've talked about this off our podcast, but, you know, oh, Lord, we just need a break. Okay, when we get a break, what do we do with it? We piss it away. We are kind of more thankful, but we don't really, really enjoy it in the sense of look at what God's doing. Sometimes we do, but more than not, it's more like, Oh, okay. Well, everything's going great. So I'll now focus on this, this, and this. I, and so I, you know, that give me a break, which we, we've said often, honestly, um, is, is really an illusion because as humans, when we get a break, what do we do? We lighten up on everything. We don't focus as hard on it. We may you know, just kind of, for lack of a better word, kind of get lazy in the sense of, um, you know, that it's, it's going well. And I, I, you know, I really, as I think back, we've had a lot of great, great, truly not stress-free, but very low stress times over the years. Struggling thinking of any, but that's okay. <laughs> I can give you a list of them. Um, 
But it, it's one of those things when, you know, for us having a small company, when work's good, money's good, everything's flowing good, we're happy, everything's going well. You know, yeah, there's a few problems, but no big deal. We'll work through them. But then as soon as it turns a little bit south, we get into this, oh, Lord, I need a break. It's been going on for a month now. Well, I just gave you six months of break. Or, you know, look at the positives that I'm doing around you. And I think that that whether it be in your marriage or your life, it's very easy to get to the point to where there are no positives. I know I can get there pretty simply. And, and uh, you put a string, just like Susan said, and I've said it. We, we've had a tough road of one right after another. But if they'd come individually, would they be near as bad? Has God changed who he is or his perception of what's going on? Well, and the thing is, we don't know what we have to go through in order to get the growth that God needs us to have. You know, if they would have come individually, maybe we would have not trusted him as much because it's a one incident, we can handle it, we'll move on. Versus bang, 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 all these things in a row, I feel like at this point, we really have no choice but to depend on him and trust on him or trust him. You know, and that's the thing is, is every crisis, every situation, every stressor is an opportunity to learn what he's trying to teach us. Um, you know, a great example is in the Bible where he talks about um, he is the potter and we are the clay. Well, if anybody has ever worked with clay, you have to mold it and work it, squeeze it, you know, always be massaging it in order for it to be pliable. Um, and we are no different than that. You know, sometimes God has to mold us and shape us because ultimately he's trying to make us into who he wants us to be, not who we think we should be. Because what I'm finding out is nine times out of 10, it's different. What he wants me to be versus what I think he wants me to be is generally different. Well, and you said a mouthful right in the beginning that, um, and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I don't, don't even remember what you said now. Um, anyway, we'll just continue on. Yeah, I don't remember. If I think of it, I'll, I'll jump in there, but no, it's, it's one of those things to where when we're going through all this stuff, oh, that's where you said, uh, you know, you kind of feel like you run out options and, and you've got to rely on God and, but think that through though. Okay, problems of this world are chasing us back to God. Problems of this world are pushing us back to God. You know, the thing is, to me, um, that number one, that means which, which I am, re relied on the world and how I feel more than I am about God and what he does. Mm-hmm. And so the way the world is, you know, we all know the world's jacked. I mean, in every circumstance. Uh, 
but yet we depend so heavily, heavily on it of how we feel. And, you know, I, I don't recall any scriptures in the Bible um, that say God will make you feel good. Mm. God will make you feel happy. God will make you feel calm. But he'll give you peace and he'll give you joy. But in the same sense, we get so focused on what the world wants. And then we wonder why it doesn't work. Well, and I was even thinking, I had to run our granddaughter to preschool this morning. And on the way back, I was thinking, you know, Lord, I am so, I would not have the peace that I have if he hadn't given it to me. I would not have the comfort that I have if he would have not given it to me. Um, I would not have the ability to literally get out of bed if he didn't give me the strength to do it. And so I think, you know, I'm so grateful for the things that we pray for. You know, I pray a lot for strength. I pray a lot for comfort. I pray for healing. I pray for for not only for myself, but for other people as well. And then I think we miss the point of he answers that prayer because we're literally able to function. You know, my several people have asked me how my mom gets through the loss of three children. And her answer is, I just get up every day. Like, what is the other option other than getting up every day and going through the motions and just trusting that he will get you through the day. But it's because of the people that have prayed for her that we don't even know about or for me or whatever that pray that God would give us his strength, that pray that God would give us his hope, that pray that God would give us his comfort and his patience and his strength, you know, and he has answered those prayers, but we get so caught up in just going through the motions that we forget that we're being we're able to go through the motions because he's given us the ability to do that. Yeah, and it really, you know, I guess where what is your goal? I guess would be the first question you have to ask yourself. Cuz we got to start with step 1. What is your goal to better life? What does that mean? And I think you have to kind of break that down for yourself because a better life is strictly dependent on the version of life you're in right now. Whether you have kids, whether you have a great paying job, whether you don't, some people, a great version is having a running car or having a house to live in and being able to pay the bills. Some people's version of great is I can go out and buy a new truck for $80,000. Some people's version. So I guess you have to set for you, what is your real goal? What What is your contentment? Because if it's not God and what God's view of the world is, um, the problem you get into with that is there's never enough. There's never, I, I've got a friend of mine, um, you know, and thankful. I'm going to jump right quick on this because it hit me again. Um, you know, being thankful. When me and Susan almost went through our divorce, I had zero people I could talk to. I mean, truly, I had shut everybody out. 
I nobody was going to know who I was or why or how. But yet now I've got a resource, of guys. Am I thankful for that? You know, um, do do we really? Do we just want more? I guess I guess is the question because um, if your only focus is to get more and have an easy life, um, I can tell you that's not out there. Even the richest people have problems. They commit suicide. They spend all their money. You know, look at lottery winners. Most of them are broke now, no matter how many gazillion dollars they got because they, they bought crap that they didn't need. But it was cool. It made them feel good. And, and you know, I've got a friend that has so much stuff. There's no way if he wanted to play with every piece he had, he would go for two months and never touch all of it. But yet he's so busy that he has no time for anything. You know, I guess it's perspective. I And I really... Um, because all of you are in a different spot. You have different age kids. You have no kids. You have, you're not married. You are married. You, you know, so this is a conversation of really you. And even if you're married, I'll be honest with you, the conversation is still you. Because if you're basing it off your spouse making you happy, I have bad news. They're going to fail. If you're, at, if you're depending on your spouse making you feel good all the time, I got bad news. It won't last forever because those aren't from God. Those aren't things that you can count on day in, day out. Well, and that just makes me think, is that what you're finding your value in? You know, or do you find your value in stuff? Do you think you're more important because you have stuff? Um, do you think that you look better to people because you have stuff or do you find your value in your spouse? Um, do you find your value in your children? Because all of those things will fade away. All of those things at some point will be gone. And ideally, not saying that it's an easy thing to remember, but ideally, we need to find our value in Christ. I mean, he is our father. He is our creator. Um, he's the one who gave us life. And if we're not seeking him out, more than we're seeking the things of the world out, we're always going to be miserable. We're always going to be unhappy. And David made a good point. It's about feelings. Well, feelings are deceptive. Feelings will let you down. Feelings will disappoint you. Um, and it's really more of a heart issue when you really get down to what is in your heart and what does that look like? And again, it's taking the time to just really pause from the busyness and craziness of life to search out, you know, what do you think is going to make you happy? If it's stuff, I'm just here to tell you, you're going to be wrong because we've had all the stuff. We've had all the toys. We've had all the good times. And that's not to say that they weren't fun and we didn't have, you know, we, we have great memories from having all that stuff. But the thing of it is, is we were miserable then too. Right. You know, we were um, trying to keep up with the Joneses and drowning in debt, and which made things stressful and hard. And so I would say we're probably better off now than we were then by not having all the stuff. Oh, absolutely. But um, 
you know, I think it's, it's perspective and, um, we have a tendency, we meaning society, everyone, um, have a tendency to make, create our own stress by buying things that we can't afford or by marrying the wrong person or by, um, allowing our kids to do things that we know maybe aren't necessarily right. Um, but then we have to pay the consequences when it goes south. I mean, there's so many things that we ourselves put into play. Um, and then we try to figure out why we're in the situation that we're in. Well, and I, kids are one thing that just keeps ringing in my head that, you know, we, we get to the point that we feel our kids have got to have it better than we had it, you know, and, and all of our kids are older. Yes, we did travel ball. Yes, we did. But, but honestly, some people, that's all they got is their kids travel ball and they spend truckloads of money on their kids travel ball so that they can, they can make their kids happy. They can feel better about themselves. And I'm not saying sports are bad. I'm not saying, but Sometimes it gets where it's the only thing. And I, I, that would be really my thought to you today is, is, is that the, what is the only thing? Is it having stuff? You know, a friend of mine walked through my garage. It's been five years ago. He said, man, I hate it for you. Them Harleys cause you stress. I said, how do you figure that? He said, every time you want to walk past them, what do you want to do? I said, go ride them. He says, how much you rode them this year? Twice. And this was like July. He says, they cause you stress. You know, it's really one of those things that you need to analyze what is the thing you're chasing. Stuff, trying to make your kids happy, trying to provide more than you had growing up, even though you grew up fine and, and you're a good person. You know, it's kind of one of those things that it's all in perspective. That's why it's really up to you to try to figure out what what's your real goal in life. Um, the good Christian answer is to serve God. Okay, let's eliminate that one because if that's the case, most of us do a horrible job at it. You would be getting a failing grade and God would be going, who are you again? Why, what are you saying? So let's get out of the good Christian answer. Let's get into life. Real answers. What drives you? Because I think you'll find out that it can drive you away from God. It can drive you away from your spouse. You know, I, I know guys that play golf literally four or five times a week. Um, they still suck at golf. They're not great. They're not going to the PGA anytime soon. And, well, I need to enjoy my life. Okay. So let's let's go with, uh, it's golf. You get in a car wreck, you can never golf again. It's money. You lose your job. You lose your health. You lose your ability to work. Everybody says, well, it'll never happen to me. I know. We're all going to live forever. <laughs> but, I mean, really, when you start breaking it down, Having all the newest toys or having plenty of toys, um, you know, eventually you'll run out of monthly money. You can't buy up the whole world. I'm not saying new things are bad. I'm not saying that having stuff's bad. 
What I'm saying is having too much or the priority being I got to drive the newest vehicle regardless, uh, that's, that's a question. Because who are you doing that for? And let me get this out of the way. I deserve it. How many times have we said that, babe? A lot. Oh, we need to go on vacation because we deserve it. We need to do this because we deserve it. We don't deserve anything but dying on a cross. And if it wasn't for Jesus dying on the cross, we would be screwed right now. So I, I, I kind of, my thing is, I'm wanting you to dive into who you are. Um, let me give you some warning shots. You're not going to be able to see it. It's going to be a struggle. That's why you need God's help to show you who you really are and what you really value. Well, and I would just, you know, if, if you have made it this far on our Debbie Downer podcast, then um, one, kudos. Two, this isn't a, you know, gloom and doom and discouraging. It's I feel like we're kind of going down a negative, ugly path. But the fact of it is, is it's just real and it's truth. And we all struggle and we all deal with it. But the beauty of it is there's another way. You know, the God is faithful. God is gracious. But really, if, if you're trying to get through this life without him, you're going to be stuck where you're at. Well, and I think, you know, I've said this before, I'll say it again. If you want to know how to be thankful, I can show, I can tell you the first way to do it. Take a shower for a week with no hot water. Because I tell you what, you'll be thankful for hot water at the end of the week. <laughs> you know, and Susan's exactly right. Um, one of the things we do is real and raw. This is where we're at in our life. This is what God's showing us. But the flip side of that is, how do you be grateful during these times? Mm-hmm. And and so it's kind of one of those things of you've got to start with being thankful because someone always has it worse than you do. You just don't know it. They haven't put it on Facebook yet. Mm. Someone is dying. Someone has cancer. Somebody has this. They have children who are sick and dying every day. Guys, you, you've got a great life. You just got to choose to see it. And God's got to show you what's really important because what you're going to find out, the more you chase God, the less important all the other stuff is. Mm-hmm. It gets to the point to where you're, you're right. There's still tough days. That doesn't mean it's a tough life. And God shows you his vision of your spouse, what he sees in your spouse. Now, all of a sudden, your marriage changes. He shows you what you're thankful for or what I've done for you. Now, all of a sudden, that changes you. Guys, it, it's issues. Susan's exactly right. When you have choices, you have choices. So now choose. Do you start figuring out who God is? I'm going to say this in my podcast probably 100 times from now on, so just get used to it and be prepared. One thing that's kind of helped me that I've started doing is reading only the red letters in the New Testament, what Jesus said. Because it it does help, because it cuts out all the other stuff that's just sometimes information. I want to hear what he said. So start there, because he's going to show you 
who you are and how thankful that you really should be. Well, and that's a, that's a great point is, you know, and before you start reading the red letters, which I'm assuming that the majority of the people listening know that there are certain Bibles out there that when Jesus is speaking, it's in red um, on the page so that you know that it's from him. Ooh, good thought. But um, just praying that God would reveal to you what he would want you to get from his word today and then opening it up to the new testament and reading just the red letters whether it be you know a chapter a book where wherever he directs you um the gospels the first four gospels matthew matthew mark luke and john have the majority of what he says um in them the red letters um, but they're sprinkled throughout the New Testament as well. And just see, you know, asking him to reveal to you what he's got for you. And he will do it. Um, and his, what he says is truth. And if nothing else, hang on to truth. Because everything else is probably just a lie. Well, and, and that's what uh, just stuff running through my head is, you know, you have to to decide I want something different Mm -hmm. and then you have to take a step forward so if you choose if you want to whine and complain about where you're at guess what you'll always be there so make a choice today I'm going to try something different I'm not saying it'll work my thing is start with the red letters in the Bible if you know nothing about the Bible go to the New Testament start reading red letters because that is something different than what you did yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that's really our challenge for you today. Yes, we went down some no fun roads, but um, they're real. We all have the thoughts. But in the same sense, we want we want you to understand there is a better way um, for your marriage, for your life, for your perspective. So, hey. We love you guys. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week.